Life Audio. This is Empowering Homeschool Conversations. We want families to come here and gain insightful strategies that empower them to successfully teach diverse learners at home. Hosted by founder and CEO of Sped Homeschool, Peggy Ployer. Our goal is that these powerful weekly conversations will boost your confidence to cultivate the best at-home learning environment for your student. For more homeschool resources, go to spedhomeschool.com. You're listening to Empowering Homeschool Conversations with Peggy Ployer. We'll start the conversation with Peggy and her guests next. Is it hard to spark meaningful conversations with your kids? Whether you're a homeschool hero, planning activities for the next family vacation, or simply gathering around the dinner table, we've got something that can help. Introducing the Daily Family Conversation Starter by best-selling author Katie Clemens. This remarkable book offers 365 imaginative ways to connect with your children in just five minutes each day with prompts like, who made you laugh today? Or what would you do if you had a tail? These simple questions open up a world of laughter, curiosity, and deeper connections. From dinner time to sleepy time, the Daily Family Conversation Starter is your key to creating memories that will last a lifetime. Don't wait to transform your family's daily routine into an adventure of discovery and fun. Grab your copy of The Daily Family Conversation Starter today, wherever books are sold. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. This is Empowering Homeschool Conversations, provided by Sped Homeschool, a nonprofit that empowers families to home educate diverse learners. To learn more, visit spedhomeschool.com. Here's Peggy Ployer. Today, we are going to talk about all-in homeschooling, persevering to finish well. And my guest today is Annie Orty. Annie is a homeschool veteran, author of From Ignorance to Bliss, God's Heart Revealed Through Down Syndrome, and podcast host at Ordinary Moms of Extraordinary Kids, where she provides weekly Bible encouragement for moms of special needs children. Welcome, Annie. I'm so glad to have you back on the show. Yeah, I'm so happy to be back here with you. Uh, this yes. hot summer day here. It's great to great to sit here and talk with um, you and all the listeners. Yes, and this is the time of year when everybody's ramping up and going, I got to be ready for the school year. And um, as I was praying with Annie before the show started, the thing that God really just laid on my heart is that there may be some of you that are like, oh, no, another year. Can I make it through? I think this conversation is exactly what you need to hear. Um, it is hard. Homeschooling is hard, especially when you have a child that struggles. But God is with us in this, and um, he wants to encourage you, and he's going to encourage you today through Annie. So I want you to hang on. Um, she has so much um, wisdom and experience, and she's going to share that with us today um, through her story, as well as just um, things that she's learned along her own journey. And that's the best way to share um, because it's personal and it's real, and um, we can't sugarcoat it. <laughs> So, um, so anyways, we are, we're excited to have those of you that are joining us live. I know some of you, um, were not able to join us. We had some questions submitted ahead of the show and we're going to be including those within our discussion today so that you 
get your questions answered by Annie and um, and feel like you, you at least have something in your pocket to take away um, that's personal to you. And so I thank you for submitting those. If you do not know about how to do that, you can either check out our website at empoweredhomeschool.org, which is... Um, or .com, I'm sorry. Um, it'll go to the same place. But um, that's our sister website, despedhomeschool.com. And, and so on there is our whole um, broadcast list, and you can click on the broadcast links there. Or you can join our email list and get an email the night before our broadcast, and there'll be a link there where you can submit your questions. So either place, but we would love to have this be an interactive time for you. That's why we do this live um, and why we give you those abilities to, to um, give our guests uh, questions ahead of time. So, um, so yeah, that's um, just another way. We know you're busy and not always can you join us um, right away. Sometimes the, you'll get... Um, your question in, and you won't be able to listen until the podcast comes out. That's fine, too, just however um, it works out best for you. So um, we're just glad to be here for you, and we know what it's like um, to be in your shoes and the, the busyness, the craziness um, of all that that goes on in your lives. So, um, so Annie, I, I guess, you know, as we get started, um, we're, we're talking about just all-in homeschooling, persevering, um, but there's there's always the beginning before we homeschool <laughs> and we have these grandiose dreams and and i'm sure we'll we probably have some listeners right now who have never homeschooled and they have an idea or an ideal um of your initial perceptions oh, good question well I had been in the public school environment for several years before homeschooling oh okay and i was um all about inclusion so okay and I thought I was very invested in making that happen through public school. Mm -hmm. And while um, homeschooling interested me, I just didn't see it as all that inclusive. And, um, you know, right. <laughs> I'll laugh. I can laugh at that now. But um, but that's the way I perceived it. And then um, the public school, you know, experience really degraded and it, it wasn't um, a good uh, place for Alyssa anymore. We had gone through a whole due process and, um, yeah. and, and we had actually won our case. However, hmm. um, <laughs> however, God enlightened me, um, ah. basically showed me over that summer after we won our case that that was not the best place for Alyssa. And okay. um, turned my heart toward homeschooling. And mm -hmm. so my initial perception was, oh, this is fun. This is exciting. I wanted to learn all the things to do and, um, you know, how to do uh, school at home. And, right. um, and <laughs> that's all I knew. So, you know, that's the mindset I had. Mm -hmm. But um, I did a lot of research that summer and I just was so excited to start homeschooling and I had all my ducks in a row, I thought, and, <laughs> and I thought, we're just going to have such a good time and I'm never going to want to stop homeschooling. <laughs> That's, that was my <laughs> very idealistic. You were, you were all in. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. And I was like, we're never going to break. We don't need a summer break, you know, <laughs> but uh and and then we jumped in and um, I learned a lot that first year. You did. So what well, kind of things did you learn? Well, <laughs> one of my biggest wake up calls came around the springtime when I was just uh, very tired. And, oh, yeah. and I had, like I said, I had envisioned, you know, we'll just have a learning, you know, all the time we'll be learning and everyone's going to love this. And, right. um, but um, I was tired and I was like, so done by wow. May. And I was like, there's no way I don't want to do a thing over the summer. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, so I was a little shocked by that. Um, but I had signed up for a conference. I lived in North Carolina at the time, okay. went to their, um, state homeschool conference, which was really good. And, um, yeah. and so, I went there and just kind of took the next step, which was a much more realistic step. Uh, yes. It, it, we kind of have to go through that. As I'm listening to your story, I'm like, yep, 
I did that and I did that. And, mm-hmm. and I think we all do. We, we do that research. We, we do that dreaming, that planning. And then reality sets in of what this is really like. And it's hard and it's tiring. And, um, and we can't do everything that we want to be able to do that our dream had kind of you know, elevated homeschooling to be or what it was, you know, all those uh, Instagram pictures of what it's supposed to look like. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So, you know, when reality of homeschooling clashed with your perception, then what kept you going? Mm -hmm. Well, as I said, I went to this conference and my purpose for going was to see all the shiny new curriculum, you know, oh, yeah. yes. all that for the next year, which is a lot of fun when you go to those conferences. Right. Um, but that, and that was my purpose. And I was like, I'll learn some new techniques, you know, I'll get skills um, in this. But what I found was something really different. Um, huh. That was all there. Let me just say that. Okay. <laughs> yes. The best part of it was actually that, um, the speakers who were more inspirational in nature. Um, and they gave me a vision of homeschooling that, that I had not had before. I now yes. could see that homeschooling is a calling. It's a calling from God. Right. And it's um, much more than about, you know, just recreating school at home. Um, that this calling is to raise your children in a, a way that will point their hearts to him. Right. That it's about academics are all in there. This is great. Develop their mind and all that. But yeah. this is really about their heart and ultimately about my own heart um, in the process. But as a calling, Absolutely. I recognized God is the one who equips for this calling. He's the one that will energize the calling and give me what I need to do whatever he's going to bring out of it. You know, it's not all on me and that. And so um, with that understanding, it just gave me a deeper commitment. If this is my calling, Ah, I'm not not just going to do this at a certain time or whatever, you know, to part of the day or whatever. This is my lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah, big change in that's a huge just shift in in thinking, and it's a mental shift that um, that I think eventually you have to make or you quit, right? Because you run into so many walls otherwise. um, Because if you just do school, it's going to seem just really. It, it's like two dimensional. It's not three dimensional. Um, there, there's just you know something's lacking, and you just I, I've seen people go through this before, and it's like they're they're just looking for that next thing. But when you fit God in that picture, and He kind of fills it out to make it purposeful, and and what you're doing have more um, meat to it versus we're just getting through to check all the boxes off is Mm -hmm. basically it. Yeah, absolutely. After a word from our sponsor, we'll dive back into this conversation. Is it hard to spark meaningful conversations with your kids? Whether you're a homeschool hero, planning activities for the next family vacation, or simply gathering around the dinner table, we've got something that can help. Introducing the Daily Family Conversation Starter by best-selling author Katie Clemens. This remarkable book offers 365 imaginative ways to connect with your children in just five minutes each day with prompts like, who made you laugh today? Or what would you do if you had a tail? These simple questions open up a world of laughter, curiosity, and deeper connections. From dinner time to sleepy time, the Daily Family Conversation Starter is your key to creating memories that will last a lifetime. Don't wait to transform your family's daily routine into an adventure of discovery and fun. Grab your copy of the Daily Family Conversation Starter today, wherever books are sold. Hi, I'm Rebecca Scott. As a servant of God, wife, and mother of four, I understand the juggle of multiple roles and stages. That's why I created the Encourager podcast to help guide us through the messy middle stage of life. Join me on the Encourager as we challenge the chaos and embrace harmony. Together, we'll create practical systems to balance your roles and fulfill priorities. 
and we will do it while having joy and energy for both home and work life. Tune in for inspiring stories and interviews, actionable tips, and methods to do both home and work life. Because here, we believe you can do all things, just not all at once. This is Empowering Homeschool Conversations, provided by Sped Homeschool. Go to spedhomeschool.com to get resources and support for teaching your unique learner at home. So you talked about a lifestyle. Um, you know, can you explain a little bit what it means to have a lifestyle of homeschooling rather than just we get up, we do school, you know, <laughs> we homeschool today and then we put the books away and then we live. Um, so what what is the difference? What does that look like day in and day out? And what does that look like for you? You know, especially, um, you know, now that you've progressed through all the stages of homeschooling and um, what did that look like at the beginning, you know, middle and end too? I kind of like to give people a bigger picture of that, that progression and what that looked at different stages of your homeschool as well. Mm-hmm. Well, you you t- t- touched on you know this idea of a lifestyle that it doesn't just start and end at a certain time of the day. I think of it like those uh, TV dinners that they're I don't know that they're they're so compartmentalized anymore these days. But right. They used to have the little trays with the little you know everything kept separate, and right. um, that's that's kind of how you know a lot of people think about homeschooling when when it's not a lifestyle it's like this is my space for homeschooling and right. um, we'll do it at this time of the day and um you know here's the work that we're going to get done in this day and right. so um and of course i'm not against planning or or having you know, <laughs> absolutely <laughs> whatever that's okay but um but what happens when the normal things of life come up. What when, yes. um, What if your child doesn't get that concept? And I mean, right. having a child with Down syndrome, I didn't, you know, nothing followed a certain, you know, timetable that they tell you. Right. In, in, oh, in yeah. Yep. So what if someone gets sick? Um, yes. what, if, what if they show up and they're like rebellious that day? <laughs> <You know? laughs> oh, and yes. If your teenage daughter is having a meltdown over whatever, you know, it happens. And, yes. <laughs> all these things happen. And if we, um, have it more like, um, you know, that compartmentalized approach, um, so if you're like me with my personality, you sort of will run roughshod over people to get the job done. Mm-hmm. And if you're on the other side of the fence, then you might just get so discouraged and throw up your hands and just say, I quit. Right. So, yes. um, you know, that's that's why we need to have the, that mindset of lifestyle that doesn't keep it all in that one little box or compartment yes. that lets us adjust and adapt to whatever the mm-hmm. needs are. So. Yeah. You know, if that means you're, if your child's sick, you're not going to just like, you know, write the day off. Maybe they can, you know, read all their their books, have a whole day of reading in bed or whatever. And, or maybe a whole family just joins them and you have a read aloud day on the bed or, you know, if the fractions are hard to understand that you can move away from where you're, wherever you're sitting for that and go into the kitchen and practice doing fractions like in a in a more concrete visual way um you know if there's behavior issues you can stop and say what is more important my child's behavior in their heart or is it getting this math work paper done you know (laughs) so that's really um how it becomes a lifestyle, especially when they're younger Mm -hmm. I find and I mean it keeps on but kind of as you get um, moving on to older children, um, it that lifestyle mentality allows you to give them choices yes. that will um, feed their soul and their spirit and their their own calling because your children Absolutely. have a calling too. So you can say, "Well, I was thinking you would take this subject or whatever," but but they say, "You know, I really 
love this and I want to develop that and learn something. And you can be really flexible about that's the beauty of homeschooling. You are not bound by some state curriculum. You can just be as flexible as you need to be for your child to help them grow and thrive. Absolutely. Yes. Um, I, yeah, I the one thing that I want to, to point out that she said that was so good is that, you know, when they're younger, um, you you develop this lifestyle. And as they get older, the lifestyle becomes the interactive part between you and your student. Um, they take ownership of that. And if you if you work hard in the younger years of developing that lifestyle and being comfortable in that, you know, the not so planned stuff, <laughs> which was really hard for me too, because I am a box checker and not always did that all happen because other things need to be taken care of or dealt with. Um, but I, I found as we did this year after year after year that my kids did take more ownership like you were talking about. And it became easier because it was just understood that this is how we function. This is how we operate. And, and so all that hard work on the beginning, just like they say, you know, training your kids when they're young, it is so difficult because they just don't know. And you're going to have to tell them the same thing over and over and over again, because it doesn't stick the first time. Um, and the same thing is with developing, you know, just learning is about you. It's about, it's about more than just getting the workbook done. It's about discovering. It's about asking questions. And those are things we have to teach, but we don't think of teaching all of that. We don't think of teaching the learning. We think of teaching the subjects. All right. But, yeah. Very well put. But, I'll, I'll mention yeah. too, um, because it's something that I experienced in my own homeschooling journey, and maybe some of, of the listeners have also, um, I about halfway through homeschooling, I was diagnosed with a an illness, a chronic illness for which wow. there's no cure. Mm. Um, I have multiple sclerosis, and I spent about six years with severe symptoms from that. And um, you know, talk about throwing a monkey wrench into the whole. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, but but. So it, it changed so much about our activity level and things like that, but it oh. didn't change the calling that God had put on our hearts. And, um, and, and I could be flexible. I could say, well, you know, before we did do a lot of activities outside the house or whatever. Right. But, um, you know, we could still accomplish the main objective, which is me discipling, the children as they're learning and progressing. And, um, and also, like you said, that um, hard work at the beginning of training did pay off because there, there was um, already at this culture in our home. So when that came along, it was a bit easier to to deal (laughs) with than it might otherwise have been. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So one thing that kind of combines that and something you touched on as before, you were talking about behavior and mm-hmm. um, and sometimes that that needs to take the, you know, it needs to be prioritized above the subjects. We had a question from Eliana. Oh, um, she asked about persevering with behavior and developmental challenges. Can you talk just specifically about that for a little bit? Yeah, well, yeah, let me read this. Um, so, I mean, there's all children will have behaviors, you know, yes. <laughs> um, but I do recognize certainly having a, a daughter with Down syndrome and um, she has some behavioral challenges as well. And so we need to be, I always said I needed a big bag of tricks. <laughs> um, yes. Basically, I think most moms of a child with special needs will start to identify with that, that you're kind of have your radar. You kind of can see when things are going to happen a lot of times and you have, it's not just one strategy, but okay, I'm just going to say this may sound, you know, kind of cliche, but obviously, you know, I'll touch on this maybe a little later, but we need to be able to, um, empower ourselves through the Holy spirit that we have within us. Um, Our children, 
we, we know them as well as anyone on this earth does, but God knows them even better. And so he yep. needs to guide us in this and he needs mm-hmm. to give us um, this patience this kindness, <laughs> this gentleness. Yep. I cannot manufacture that in the face of some of the behaviors that I've seen. It yep. just is not going mm-hmm. to be natural. And right. I am going to get mad and I am going to, you know. So we really need to be like, get our, um, in t- have that time with the God every day because that will make a difference. It transforms our hearts and it gives us something we cannot manufacture on our own. I Absolutely. mean, there are, there are plenty of um, tips. I think about things like picking your priorities, you know, kind of what battle do you want to fight or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, you know, a big one with behaviors is that a child often feels like they don't have choice. So yes. they want to control something and you can give them some of that through controlled choices. You make, you set the choices and the boundaries and then let them pick. Um, I think sometimes take away, like think through what are they really wanting or receiving out of this behavior? And am I feeding something negative? And I mean, I my daughter would, um, this is just like a little specific thing for me that might help somebody, but she would be apt to just say no, like the negative to whatever was said, (laughs) like, you know, no, I don't want to do no, whatever. And, um, and, you know, I would engage with that. Well, I, yes, <laughs> you know, we, well, how juvenile for us to go back and forth, but uh-huh. there I was doing it. And when I realized that that fed something in her, when I would engage in that way, right? I made, I made these little round red signs that said the word stop on them, like a stop sign and put them on a popsicle stick. And, okay. and I would just hold it up. I literally just held up my sign. I said, not a word held up my sign <laughs> and it changed things. Wow. I, mean, and, I mean, you just don't know that, that, that may or may not work with your child, but I think that was something from God for us. Yeah. 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 I was and just going to say, us, you yeah. know, I was talking to him about the problem and trusting him for the help. So I think that's really your, your biggest thing. There, there are so many variations in our children that I can't give like a formula, right. but God does know your child and he will direct you too. And Absolutely. he'll give you what you need um, mm-hmm. to continue in that, you know, yeah. in that, yeah, in that persevere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yes. And it, the perseverance comes in, just keep going back, you know, this and, you know, praying through things and listening mm-hmm. and, you know, and if you don't hear anything, then, you know, just keep persevering. God will provide when the timing is right and you're ready to hear what you need to hear because <laughs> yes. sometimes he has some good advice for us, but we're going to say, nope. And he already knows it. <laughs> yes. So, um, so yeah, just, just know that we have to work on our hearts too and, and not just our kids. And so the, yes, a lot true. of times my kids behavior, um, just like, you know, your interaction, Annie, it had to do with me. Mm-hmm. And I had to take that extra step back to see what, what am I doing to, to be causing this sometimes and like in your case, aggravating it um, mm-hmm. or increasing it by feeding it. Um, and and sometimes it's it's something they're trying to communicate that we're not understanding. And yeah. um, we don't take the time to figure out what they're trying to say. Um, instead, we're just on our agenda pushing forward. And we do that out of fear. Mm. Uh, and a lot of times we just persevere, like with the radar, you know, like we're, we got our blinders on and we're just going, I just got to get through <laughs> instead of this is a joy. This is a gift to be able to home educate my kids. Um, did you have any of those tr- transformation type of things mm-hmm. happen to you while you were? Well, home? yeah, I think about how um, it so a lot of homeschoolers, me included, like things like going out and hiking and picking up rocks and that kind of thing. So of course yes. we had a rock tumbler. And if uh-huh. you've ever had a rock tumbler, it's a little yes. cage that you put, yes. you put your rocks <laughs> into, and then you put sand and grit into it. And 
um, start tumbling those rocks and um, they eventually get very smooth and polished. But um, in the process, they're like bumping up against each other and there's irritants and all that. And I'm convinced God allows these irritants in our lives and, and, (laughs) and, and, and people within families and, you know, getting together with them. That is one of the main ways that God polishes us, you know, moves out those rough edges in us. So for instance, um, like when I first started homeschooling, before I started, I should say, I was a career woman, you know, I had, Mm -hmm. I went out to work and, um, and so I had all that behind me and I was also an introvert. I still am. (laughs) So I like time by myself. And I had time by myself as a career person, you know, I said school and whatever. But um, so when I was home with my kids 100% of the time, that just was like, I found myself, you know, on, I'll be real, Mm -hmm. resenting the fact that I had no time to myself. Yes. That I, you know, just had these little people around me all the time and wanting things. um, (laughs) So, but um, I don't say that because I'm proud of it. I, I'm not. Um, But as time went on, I did um, realize God graciously worked with me and helped me to understand that these kids are a blessing. And the fact that I get to be with them and live my life in front of them and just be that example and all that I get to do with them, that's a blessing from God. Instead, I had a totally wrong mindset about my children. Uh, You know, I was one of those who was happy to send them back to school at the end of the summer. And that's not right. We shouldn't think of our children that way. Mm -hmm. And so God forgave me and changed me from the inside out. And I enjoyed doing life with them. He truly did transform me. So praise God. (laughs) Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. I'm glad you shared that because there's a lot of us that... You know, we being raised in the generation, I know, especially that we were raised in, Mm -hmm. my dad said, you know, you can't depend on anybody, you develop a career, you know, and I never even thought of having kids, let alone homeschooling. (laughs) That was like completely (laughs) off my radar Um, when when I was growing up, you know. I, I didn't want to teach. I didn't want to be near children. <laughs> I wanted to, you know, just have a corporate job and I, I controlled things well. And when, you know, I came home, I all of a sudden had all these little people who didn't want to listen to me. <laughs> and it was very, yes. um, it just smacks you in the face that you mm-hmm. are not as in charge and in control of life as you thought you were. Um, but God can meet us in that place and teach us the you weren't in control or in charge in the first place. Right. <laughs> and remember too, um, like the rock tumbling example. Yeah. I remember feeling so surprised when I first did that process with the rocks. It took forever. Oh yeah. For those rocks to get yes. smooth. And oh, yeah. to keep going back and going back. And and this is a this is a process that's gonna happen over years. You're not gonna transform all at once most of the time. Yep. So just be patient with yourself and with your kids, I would say. Exactly. Yes. It's that end product and you know, that's I think we we see people who have done the journey. You know, you, you read those great biographies and we, we forget that the great biography, you know, starts with somebody who is pretty much a mess, you know, and that's why it's a good story too. (laughs) And I was even, you know, recently I've been listening to the the biography of Elizabeth Elliot, you know, everybody just like you, you put her on a pedestal, but you know, you Mm -hmm. reading from some of her journals of when she's younger, just how she, you know, just the things that she thought and struggled with. It's like, Oh, wow. You know, God just really used a lot of the difficulties and those trials in her life to to make her into who she is now seen as and I'll, we forget that we all have to be on that journey um mm-hmm. and that god uses those those things that rock tumbler of our home education <laughs> yeah. um to get to our hearts um not only our children's hearts but it, it does change our kids too though so how did homeschooling change your kids what what things did you see you know in your kids and your family mm-hmm Well, I think um, homeschooling gives us uh, 
an advantage, I think, as parents, because we get to have a little more control about what influences our children. So when we send them to school, you know, their peer group and their teachers become their major influencers. And of course, if they're on social media, of course, all that um, does influence them quite a bit as well. But I would say, first of all, there isn't a formula for any of this. There's no um, guaranteed outcome. You can do everything 100% right, and your kids still have free will. So and not like um, that you know there's or, you know, there's going to be an outcome. You, you just mm-hmm. do your best for God. But right. um, I think we can um, shield our kids from some of those um, influences when they're young so that they can um, develop um, kind of a worldview uh, gradually that will include God's principles so that as they get older, you're going to let them see and experience that world you know, yes. there's ugliness. Yep. You, you can't, I'm not saying you put them in a cocoon, but right. you do for a little while. And then you start opening that up and do it gradually. And then you have given them a good um, foundation for um, how they can approach that world then. So you're, you're the main influencer for that. So I think that's huge. Yes. Um, if we take advantage of it, we, we do need to be careful as parents about, the influences that we allow um, in their lives. So um, they can discover who they are and what their purpose is without those heavy influences. And then, you know, they can be a little more confident walking into the world because they will have to approach it at some point. They're not going to be exactly ever. So um, I think too, um, and it goes along with this, we can give them a solid biblical foundation. Mm -hmm. So we can weave God's word through everything we do in the day. Absolutely, It's um, not just Bible is not a subject. It is right. Everything we do. So Mm -hmm. do that. And um, I think we'll see that they start thinking with the Bible as their foundation and approaching the world that way. Um, I think one of the things that I loved about homeschooling is that I could teach my kids to enjoy serving other people. Uh, yes. And so, of course, that starts in the home, just serving one another. But homeschooling was so flexible that we could go and do lots of volunteer things. We could do um, things within our community, you know, our neighborhood for neighbors. We could go to right. nursing homes. We could um, we could go to serve, um, you know, with Special Olympics. And we, I mean, we could do mission work. So it was really uh, enriching to Mm -hmm. be able to do that. And my kids still love, you know, they're grown now, but they love to do that even today. So I, that I think is one of the most, uh, just the best benefits that came from homeschooling. And we already touched on another one, but discipline is, you know, if you're willing to pause from what you have on your mind to get done in your day and just let it go and deal with discipline, um, you will reap those benefits in the long run. Homeschooling gives you the chance to let the Holy Spirit do his work. So you can pause the agenda, you can have a conversation, you can bring God's word to bear on the situation. You can give them time to pray. You can pray yourself, which is, you know, I always important. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I have no idea what to do with this child right now, but boy, does they need some truth. (laughs) (laughs) Their behavior to God and kind of, yeah, you're, you're like in the, in the fire, you know, in the middle of that fire, but really their behavior is against God and let them, let them understand that. And that's Mm -hmm. not going to come from you just like having, having like, you'll do what I said because I said, you know, whatever. Um, It's going to bring, bring the word of God to that discipline, bring the prayer into it, let the Holy Spirit work in them too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, that is so good. Because um, we can only do so much and they they have to have that relationship and they have to have that foundation. And when you can relate that foundation outside of just learning together, but how it applies like right now mm-hmm. in the situation that, um, that we have right before us. Um, my son would always say to me, why does everything come back to God? You know, and I'm like, I must be doing something right. Cause yes, everything comes back to God. <laughs> we're, we're now raising um, a niece who came to us a couple years ago. Ah. And um, she observes that all the time. <laughs> that that may not have been her culture, you know? Right. So, but, so it's very different, but it's like, well, you know, it really is. Everything does come back to God. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's powerful when you can live that way and you have the freedom to do that in your home. And, and I love how you said, you know, you just, you, you take the time. Um, and I think we, we do have more time if we don't allow the things to get in the way of that time. You know, you, you have to, you have to let go of some things sometimes because that is the most pressing thing that needs to be dealt with. And I'm glad you, you emphasize that because we can, we can get our priorities mixed up pretty quickly. And that's what, you know, you were talking at the very beginning about your initial perceptions versus what really happens. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I would love for you to share with us maybe some practical tips you have for parents to like fortify themselves and in finishing their journey well. Um, Maybe they're only a year in and they got a long way to go or, you know, we've got just the high school years or maybe just one year left. But we we Mm -hmm. all need that encouragement um, that this is worth you know, feet on the ground, the, the, the perseverance that we sometimes just have to slog through. And then we get to those, those mountaintops every once in a while, and then we're back in the valleys. Um, and so what, what do you have to share with our audience? Mm. You've described it really well. Uh, and I think, you know, I hadn't really thought too much about it earlier, but expectations would be a good thing just to know that it's not going to be all a mountaintop. Um, yeah. We are going to have valleys. So we're going to have those ups and downs. So just put that in your mind that that that's normal. It's okay. It is. You know? Yes, so, absolutely. Um, but I do. Um, I'll go back to it one more time because it, it needs to be said. We we can't stress it enough that we need to be in God's word. Yeah. We, that's what mm-hmm. refreshes us. That's what strengthens us and powers our homeschool. You know, yes. um, so we <laughs> the real can't, power. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Like you said, it's a long-term investment we're making here. And you may not see a benefit from it for years. And you have to trust God that he is going to bring something about with this calling that he has uh, brought you to. So his word's going to be the thing that really fortifies you in the truth of that. Mm -hmm. So um, I do have, for any of our listeners who haven't been to my website, uh, if you go and put your email in there, you will get a um, a uh, free, like a journal page. You can print them out and and use that just to read a little bit of God's word every day, your choice of where to read. But then there's some questions that you can just take a couple minutes and journal. Because when we pause and meditate on the word and think about um, what it's saying to us, and then right. how did we see God at work in this day? Yeah, that's what really gets you excited. Absolutely. I mean, that's the encouragement that we need when we see True. God doing something. It's exciting. And yeah. we're going to be like, yes, I'm ready for tomorrow. You know, uh-huh. exactly. So do that. Yeah. And, yep. um, and so Annie's website is AnnieOrdy.com. And I will also have that in the description on YouTube as well as the podcast. So you can just click on that link from there, too. Yep. Yeah. So. Yeah. However you do it, just get in the word of God. So um, I also recommend a support group. Um, Someone um, that can look different for different people. It may be just a few families you hang with, the the people that are like-minded and um, willing to be real and, you know, just transparent about their journey and lift each other up. Um, I, I think I went into support groups initially thinking, oh, this is about like educating my child, like, um, you know, co-op or something like that. Right. And 
Um, and it, they can be. They're, they're great for that. I'm not saying they're not. But um, I think really the biggest benefit of a support group is the fellowship that you have with other parents. It is. And, yeah. um, you really help to encourage each other and lift each other up. God did make us to mm-hmm. be in fellowship. So absolutely, I really think that's the primary purpose for us to be in a support group. Um, absolutely. And, yeah. And then looking for inspiration. Um, giving yourself a little, like I went to a conference every year that I homeschooled. Mm -hmm. That was like a big event, but you can get on things like this podcast and it's going to give you a shot of encouragement and information and whatever, something, maybe God's going to use those little, little things to bring something to you that you need for the next day, month, year, or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. So those are great uh, tools to use to keep yourself inspired. Um, I think as best you can, I recommend planning and preparing. Um, <laughs> now, life will ultimately happen and mess Absolutely. up your plans, but you will just feel more at ease, less stress if you are like have the materials you need or whatever. Yes. You know, just, um, kind of try to keep. And that goes along with the next thing, which is having some kind of balanced routine. Um, as yeah. again, our, that may look different for different people. So don't compare yourself to your, your buddy homeschooling because their <laughs> family is going to be different. But yes, if you can kind of get into some kind of routine that keeps you a little less stressed about things, stress brings a lot of like uh, discouragement. So yeah. Um, mm-hmm. set, set your routines, but be flexible, hold them loosely, but yes. um, do your planning. And then when life happens, you can adapt, but mm-hmm. you've got something in place. And that helps everybody just feel a little more comfortable Absolutely. Um, to know what to expect. Yes. Um, my last two, two more tips. Okay. They're my favorites. Um, number one, have fun. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yes. <laughs> this is my very yes. favorite. Kids need to play. I think we need yes, to play sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Have some physical activity. Um, join your kids in, in the fun stuff. Laugh together. Mm-hmm. Um, that's great medicine. Mm-hmm. Switch up your routine sometimes just to, you know, make it fun. Like, you know, a pajama day or um, left-handed day or, you know, yeah. I used to have, you know, a certain food color day, you know, or uh-huh. something. <laughs> but, um, but we'd sit outside if it was a beautiful sunny day, you know, if yes. um, different things work for different people. So, you know, that you can just use your imagination, but here's one have parties for no reason whatsoever. Oh, I love that. <laughs> so, <laughs> they, they can be really educational. I used to just take a book and make a theme party out of it and invite a few of my kids' friends over. And Aww. we just had such a good time, like middle of winter when you're just like, oh, I don't want yes. to go <laughs> have a party. <laughs> so, That's a great idea. Yeah. Make your holidays um hit all the holidays, learn about the people involved, Martin Luther, St. Patrick, St. Valentine's, you know, learn, make it learning experiences, but make it a party. It's fun. Mm-hmm. So um, all these things get to be very treasured memories for your they family. Do. Too. Yes. It keeps it lively, you know, and then yeah. the last one is just to celebrate your achievements. Mm-hmm. Um, God told us people to celebrate a lot of things that he did. Yes. For them. And you should do the same. Think about what God is doing for you. Um, may, I mean, we can say clearly the end of school, the end of the year, whenever that is for you, however you end it, um, have a celebration of some sort. Um, mm. do, do something fun together and recognize achievements and things like that. But you can do it on a, on a more... Um, immediate level to, you know, at the end of a project, you know, you can really draw some attention to it. Um, yeah. You know, if there's something your child's really struggled with um, and now they achieved it, maybe something to do with reading or writing, you know, have a, have a little, you know, recognition time at your dinner around the table that night or, you know, give them a little prize or something like that and, and celebrate your own achievement. This is an achievement yes. for moms too. Oh, <laughs> so absolutely. Yeah, yes. I should say. Yes. So celebrate yourself a little bit too. Give yourself a pat on the back and um, 
So thank God for his goodness in that celebration. And, um, yes. and that all, I think all those things help us to keep persevering when the going gets tough. It, they really do. Absolutely. Because the more we are thankful and we can focus on what we can be thankful about instead of, oh, I'm worried or I'm stressed or I'm mm-hmm. doubting, you know, God, that's, that's when the, those, that takes us on the track that doesn't keep us persevering. Yes. And so I love that you point out that we need to focus on the hope and on what's going good and um, and the joy. Joy is is so connected with hope yes. and and it gives us that that anchor, you know, just to be able to pull up on and say, yes, we 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 want to be here versus mm, we're just here because <laughs> it's no fun to just be here. <laughs> yes. yes. Um, so we had a couple questions from viewers that I want to make sure that we we get in. I know we addressed um, the one from Alana earlier. Um, but Carmen D had asked the question, because since you have a child that you've homeschooled with Down syndrome, she just wanted to know if you had any special tips for homeschooling a Down syndrome child. Um, yeah, I think, I mean, there, we could go on all day about. I know, you know we were saying we could do a whole. But yeah, <laughs> let's just, I'll try to think about what kind of is, are some of the big picture things. Um, so. There is no one learning style for people with Down syndrome. You know, I think we can agree that, you know, they're very unique in personalities. Even if you feel like there's some similar characteristics, there's still a lot of uniqueness. So one of the things I did was to figure out my daughter's learning style and um, what would work for her. Um, She learns best when she can um, move and act things out and that kind of oh, really yeah. interact in a physical way. So, and she's loves acting and that kind of thing. So, um, and she loves people's stories. So, oh, okay. um, yeah. we did a lot of literature based things and reading is a strength. So we want to capitalize on their strengths. Yes. Um, I think that works for any child, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah, think about what the strengths are. And give them opportunities to use them. So um, we did all kinds of literature-based th- uh, activities for her. And um, she didn't write for years. So we limited that. Um, right. you know, we had to still work on it. But it wasn't prevalent. Like I didn't have assignments with writing because that would be very demoralizing for her. Right. Um, but uh, we would find other ways for her to show what she knew other than writing. So um, there's there's things like that. I think most kids with special needs probably do better with a lot of visuals. Absolutely. So, um, yep. so I liked to use uh, like visual schedules, um, you know, put that routine on paper, let them see the, like, let them check things off or put stickers on it. And yep. especially at that eight-year-old age range, you know, yes. in that age range to like, that gives them a sense of accomplishment. And they can also see the day progressing. Like there's an end to this thing, like, especially if it's something they don't like or is hard, they yeah. say, oh, it's going to end. Yes. And then I'm going to Oh, so, yes. Um, so, um, yeah, if there's like, if, if they have needs uh, for things like special supports, like speech, how, how are you able to get speech um, intervention uh, right. if you need it? Some, some uh, school districts, depending on where you live, might allow you to access services. And right. I would use them if I could within the school system. Um, I lived in varying places, so sometimes... Mm-hmm. Um, what I did was use insurance to get mm-hmm. like a, a therapy and, and there's a limit on therapies that you can get. So I would do it maybe once a month and oh, go and basically idea. it would be yeah. more of a consultation for me almost. Right. Like yes. mm-hmm. and incorporate that into my home schooling. So mm-hmm. um, I think, I think probably trying to have a consistent routine, consistent expectations that's good for all kids, but definitely works better with our kids with special needs. So um, those are just some tips that I would throw out there. Oh, I would just good tips. Yes. (laughs) I just saying, 
Um, this is not like a race that you're in with anyone else. You are right. just going to take it day by day. You may not finish the curriculum in one year. You may yes. spread it out, but you are looking for over time, steady improvement in skill levels of maturity. And just as long as you're seeing that, yeah. relax and keep on the track you're on. If yeah. you see like, oh, we're not moving forward at all, then you might pray about that and say, what changes should I make? But right. as long as you're seeing improvement, don't worry about um, you know, how someone else's child with Down syndrome is doing or right. someone else's typical kid or whatever, but just mm -hmm. keep, keep this course. Yeah, that comparison can really derail our perseverance yes, very indeed. easily. <laughs> So the last question we had from a viewer was about, um, about co-ops. Rachel um, M. had asked, let's talk about co-ops. Is it better to sign up my daughter who needs an IEP in the same classes as her age peers or classes with younger kids and easier to, to for her developmental delay? Mm -hmm. that, mm. I, I think a lot of parents ask that question a lot. Yeah. So it's... Um, yeah, there's probably not like a one size fits all on this. Um, I think I typically would have Alyssa go into the classes with more or less her age appropriate peers. Um, one of the nice things about homeschooling, at least in, in my, the groups I was in, was that um, they actually were far more inclusive than any school setting because you do have, you include a lot of different ages in classes. You can include um, a lot of different ability levels within one class. And I would pick the co-op classes that were not like, um, not like math or reading or something like that. Pick the kind yes. of what I would call the en enrichment classes. Those are where the inclusivity is easiest. Yes. So, you know, there's something for everyone within, say, a drama group or something like that. Um, yeah. So that that would be one thing I would do. I think um, usually you're in a co-op with people, you know, mm -hmm. and they know your kids. You're, hopefully your kids, you know, have some friendships there. You will get to oh, yeah. that point if you're new. But um, when they start to know your child and um, really respect them and value them, then they're going to naturally find ways to include or, yeah. um, you know, you can, as a mom can go and say, okay, what are you teaching? What is this curriculum you're going to use? And look at it yourself and think, well, let's talk about how that could be adapted or modified for my child and talk with the person who's running that class about right what to expect, that kind of thing. You might um, recruit someone to be uh, like a support buddy or whatever yeah. for your mm -hmm. um, child in that situation. So think outside the box a little bit on that. And um, I don't, I think when there comes a point where say your child's academic develop, their level is, is um, maybe you have a teen, but they're, their functioning academically might be say, let's just throw it out there, a seven-year-old. Mm -hmm. It's not really appropriate for your teen to be in with the six or seven-year-olds, I think. Right. Generally yeah. speaking. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we try to find a way or have a class where they're in with their um, age-appropriate peers and they can feel a sense of belonging there. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the reasons we like to get together mm -hmm. like that. Right, and that that broader community that they crave too. So yeah. hopefully yeah. that helps. It's it's a it's a tricky thing to navigate. I, I grant you, but I feel like it's mm -hmm. actually having been on both sides of this world in, in the um, public and, and homeschooling world, it's much easier in homeschooling for sure. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love that how you bring it back to what you were talking about before too, with that support group, and it's it's all about community, and it's all mm -hmm. about establishing that community. And so when you do come into a co-op or that, um, it's all about relationship. And as people get to know you, they're going to want to figure out ways to make it work more. Mm -hmm. um, coming in and saying, these are my demands and this is what my child needs. Um, that That's really hard because they don't know you. They, they don't, That trust mm -hmm. hasn't been built. Um, 
But, but then again, on the flip side too, what I've heard from a lot of people with kids, you know, that are more developmentally delayed is they have that peer group that they've developed that relationship with. And when you keep moving them back to be with a younger peer group, just because it doesn't match where they're at academically mm-hmm. or sometimes even socially, um, everybody notices it. And it, it severs a lot of those relationships that could become supportive and could grow. Um, so, so those are just some things to think about too. And, um, and so, yeah, it's, it's so essential. And I love that you pointed that out, Annie, that it really is about, about getting established and then seeing, you know, what people are open to doing versus, um, you know, really trying to set the bar right away when you come in. Um, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't always happen. Groups like that, they they have to have the compassion and the understanding for your family um, to really to start to say, what can we more can we do for you? That's right. Yeah. yeah. And you can find people outside of co-ops, too. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe. Uh, depending on the size of it, maybe a co-op isn't a great choice right. for your child, but you can kind of establish your own little family, like just three or four families. If, if yeah, that. It's called a pod. But That's what we did. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> that, that works too. It's sometimes easier mm-hmm. to just say, let's come over to my house for this, you know, learning, whatever we're going to do yeah. together and, and just exactly. do it. Yeah. 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 So what can our viewers find on your website, annieordy.com? Yeah, so I do have a weekly blog there, and it's called Perceive God. And so it's just helping you to see what God's up to in those twists and turns of life to give you encouragement once a week. Um, You can find my podcast there or at any podcast platform. Um, And that's just uh, basically a short uh, Bible encouragement for moms of special needs kids once a week. Um, extraordinary moms. That's what we are of extraordinary mm-hmm. kids. And um, we all need that. And that just gets your every Monday gets you off to the right start. And yeah. um, you will find information about my book um, from ignorance to bliss. And that just tells a lot about, there's a lot of homeschooling stories in there, <laughs> but, but it, it's broader than homeschooling, but it's just showing how God has revealed himself in that unexpected diagnosis and, and, uh, changed my expectations, changed my heart toward him. And, and he does the same for you in your unexpected situations as well. So, um, I hope you are able to enjoy that book. Um, I'm trying to, let's see, I do write at crosswalk.com as well. And I do write a lot of homeschool things there. So they have a whole homeschool section. Speaking of, you know, encouragement, that's another place for some um, when you need that shot in the arm, that inspiration. So um, those are all things you can find there. You can connect with me by email through the website also. So I'm also working on a a Christmas devotional book that I think homeschoolers are going to really love because going back to the have fun theory. Yes, yes. I used mm-hmm. to love to do all kinds of fun things at Christmas. So now oh, it's going cool. to look forward to that. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, you can go to Annie's website, um, all those links, because she gave me every single one of those individual links too. even how to find her book on Amazon. Um, that'll be in the description on the YouTube channel as well as on the podcast. So you can um, get to those um, quickly, but definitely check out her website at AnnieOrdy.com. Thank you so much, Annie. This has been a delightful conversation, persevering such a good topic and I'm you addressed it wonderfully thanks for having me I think we all long to hear well done good and faithful servant and I know God's going to help each one of us get do that um, to be faithful to him until the end yes yes that that's a great way to wrap this up (laughs) absolutely he will be faithful we just have to persevere we have to trust him and that just takes taking the next step. So um, I just pray that you were encouraged by this message. I know it just um, reminded me of so much that, um, that I needed to hear over the years as I was, was homeschooling. And, and one thing Annie you brought up was about celebrating and guess what? Our next broadcast is about celebrating progress in your homeschool, not perfection. (laughs) So that's a good follow-up. I, 
have a very loved special guest, Sonia Schaefer. Um, she's from on the board of directors here at Sped Homeschool, but um, but I know that so many of you love her. She is um, one of the founders of Simply Charlotte Mason, and so she is going to be on uh, in two days. We actually, I just she goes, I, I want to be on, and and but I but she has a brand new brand new grandbaby due any day. And so we're going to get it in quick before that baby's born and get that recording done. So, so she's coming up. Um, it'll be the next podcast, but if you watch the live broadcast, um, it'll be on Thursday at 11 o'clock central time. So, um, so we'll see you all then. Thanks again, Annie. Um, and thank you. thank you for all that you shared. Take care everybody and God bless. And we'll see you next time right here. Same time, same place. Bye. take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on this podcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and more. This has been Empowering Homeschool Conversations with Peggy Ployer. I'm Dr. Lauren DeVille, a practicing naturopathic physician in Tucson, Arizona. In my podcast, Christian Natural Health, my guests and I discuss topics ranging from nutrition, sleep, hormone balancing, and exercise to specific health concerns like hair loss, anxiety, and hypothyroidism. I'll also interweave biblical principles as they apply throughout the podcast because true health is body, mind, and spirit. Listen to Christian Natural Health for free at lifeaudio.com or on your favorite podcast platform.